Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's Mind a boys. hard next life. Yes, Ed Bob. Everyone skips through this shit anyway, so it doesn't matter. Finds Barrett. Get a shot up. This is for the win. Oh, it's good. Off the window. What? RJ Barrett wins it for the <laughs> Woo! As our good friend DJ would say, it feels so good, man! It feels so good! Doesn't get much better than that. Woo! Have you ever seen anything like that? I think that's the biggest shot I've ever seen in forever. I don't even fucking know, guys. What? Yeah, forever. <laughs> Bigger than Allen Houston against the Heat? Bigger than all of it, dude. We don't hit those kinds of shots, Blandy. Never. Well, Never it's crazy. It's been it's been like nine and a half years or so, or you know, nine years and a month or something since the Knicks actually had a buzzer beater, which is crazy. To hit a buzzer beater in that situation, off the glass by R.J. Barrett. What is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? And good day to Blandy. Good day. day to you, Craig. <laughs> that was it. I was, I was waiting for a I little got, bit more. I'm so excited about RJ, I forgot the rest of your name. You're just fucking Blandy today, Jay. <laughs> good, good day to you as Jay, well. Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Wherever you listen to the show, remember, leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. The YouTube channel is up, so go there and subscribe. This show is going to be on there. Make sure you check it out. Press play on all of your friends' and family's devices. We got to get those up. And please... Subscribe to the one podcast that inspires beautiful shit like what you are about to hear. And it's so fucking beautiful that I don't even care that it makes fun of Evan Fournier, who should be treated nothing like nothing like other than a goddamn king tonight after 41 points against the Boston Celtics. The only team, as they said in the broadcast, that he does anything against. Yeah, what did they say? Put just put the opponents in green. Just put them in green. Home. Forty-one points, a team high, plus eighteen, clutch shot after clutch shot. But you have to listen to this new rendition of the "It's a Hard Next Life" theme song by Sand Reckoner. It is fucking beautiful. After this, we're gonna kiss Fournier's ass. But let's just enjoy this, Jack. Hit it. <laughs> It's a hard Nick's life. It is a hard Nick's life. It's a hard Nick's life. It's like the worst night to be playing. It's just so sad. Oh, it's, it's a not. hard Nick's life. <laughs> Randall, he stumbles and bumbles. He dribbles ten feet in the air. Turnovers are his game And he sure forgot how to aim It's a hard Nick's life You like a little, what are those little guitars? It's a hard Nick's life (laughs) It's a hard Nick's life Oh, it's a hard Nick's life The starters are playing like shit Throwing up a whole lot of bricks Oh, when will we trade Evan Fournier? Not now Let him go suck somewhere far away Might be the best time to trade him though How many times do we play Boston Celtics? Not that often (laughs) It's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. 
Beautiful. That was amazing. We had opera, and then what do you call this? Is this folk? That sounds a little bit I folksy. think it's more like bluegrass, kind of, bluegrass? right? Bluegrass? Okay. Well, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank Blue- you to Sand Reckoner. Sand Reckoner. I actually emailed him during, at the end of the game. I was like, any chance you can re-record your song with new lyrics in the next hour? So <laughs> I'm checking my email furiously, because he did say he needs to do that. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'll keep an eye out. You mean what? Just changing the lyrics about Fournier sucking? Yeah, it just seems like the worst time you could ever think of to play that song. Guys- Right after his career night. Yeah, right after this career <laughs> night. Guys, if you're looking to place a bet, do what Barry used to do and head over on to betonline.ag. Not even gonna fucking ask anymore, Barry. Go to the, their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your bonus. B-L-E-A-V 50 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And if there's a bet you could place the next time we play the Celtics, if there's any kind of bet about Evan Fournier scoring 30 plus points, I think that's a safe fucking bet at this point. Guys, this game against the Celtics, unbelievable. In that first half when we were down by 20 plus, 25 points, whatever it was in the first half, I was in that zone late at night, starting to fall asleep. The game was fucking awful. We were playing awful. I was dreading doing this podcast. I was thinking about texting you guys saying, let's just fucking do this tomorrow. Because it is one of the hardest things to do a podcast after a late game like this when we get blown out like that especially on national TV. But Evan Fournier scores his 41. He couldn't miss. He couldn't miss in that second half. No matter when he was getting it, where, who was on him, who was fouling him, it didn't matter. He wasn't missing. And he started off hot. Like we've seen like these hot quarters or a hot half by yep. guys that they've had. He was on fire the entire game. From the game. get-go. Yeah, he yeah. scored Didn't their he first score, like, like nine points. Did he score like 12 of their first 14 or something? Yes, he did. Julius Randle. I'm just going to run through some things. Julius Randle, awful first half, awakened in the third quarter. Fucking awakened like one angry motherfucker. I don't even know what happened. Was he pissed off at the fans, the press, the refs? I don't know. We're going to talk about all of it. The thumbs down, the shut the fucks ups, the, the what are you fucking talking about? Whatever he was saying out there. RJ Barrett, three for 14 in the game. Awful, dreadful game. Even missed a clutch free throw or a crucial free throw towards the end of the game that he was pissed about. Would have put the game out of reach for the Celtics. I know Blandy, who's was flipping out about the bad free throws. Was, was dude, all excited all to talk about hear. that. Well, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. That's all I could hear in my head when too. I'm watching those free throws, I was like, oh, throws, great. Dude. Blandy's right again. He told I literally us that just <laughs> said the other day, it's going to come back and bite us in the ass yes, at some point. He did. I was just waiting for a three to win the game with like, you know, no time left and for them to lose by one as a result of him missing that freaking free throw. Yeah, because RJ missed I, one I, of two. I Julius knew it was missed coming. one of two. Dude. Thank God RJ I know. not just that he won the game for the Knicks, but he saved us from having to hear Blandy say, I told you so. I, I yeah. knew it, it was coming. That, I know. That went through my mind too, Barry. I was about oh, to I would have on my on my sheet for tonight for what we we're gonna talk about was one of the things was gonna be RJ Barrett's contract. Are we going to give him, what kind of money should we give him? Do we even want him? Fuck it. We're not talking about that tonight. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett just hit a bank shot from three in a tie game against the Celtics on national TV with Tatum yeah. all a over lot of people him. Were, a lot of people were wishing that Mike Breen made the call, you know, and that they could hear that. But I'm, I'm happy it was on national television, oh. you know. Bang! Give me that. Who, and it was a good call. See, let's and see it was a good this, call. Will this be a turning point for the season, guys? Barry, how are you feeling about after this game? I think both of your, all your kids were up watching it. My son actually happened to come in just before RJ hit that shot. I'll be honest, he's at an age where he doesn't really give a fuck, so he didn't even care. Well, normally my, my son would be in bed, but it's a snow day already yeah. tomorrow, so we know that he's not going to have school, so he stayed up to watch the game. And yeah, what a great game it was. Yeah, we were pumped. He hates Fournier, by the way. I know. Well, but, uh, I heard his voice now, which I said, we're going to play I said, later. look, you put the slander away tonight, all right? He's been hot all night long, all right? You no, need him it. out there on the court. Blandy, play voicemail number four right now. Just get voicemail out of which, What number? Four? four? Yeah. Um, hi, this is 
Trey Oregon, Barry's son, and I just wanted to talk about Evan Fournier and how he is. In my opinion, he isn't that good, and I've always hated him. But in this game, last night, this game, I was so mad that Evan Fournier kept hitting the shots, and he now has a record for the Knicks. And I am not happy about that. What? Because I hate Evan Fournier. <laughs> God. Did, did you know he called in I with this? I guess I'm kind of ha- happy for him. I didn't hear it. I just wanted to say that because I usually hate Evan Fournier, oh, and I talk smack about him. Thank you. It's a hard Knicks life. Goodbye. Can I wow. just respond to that really wow. quickly? Hold on. Did he not think he was just talking smack that whole time? Barry? You you weren't there, Barry, when he did this? He's been wanting to come on the podcast. I said, look, you, you can't. I said, you want to call in? There's a phone number. You could call. You could leave a voicemail. I said, why don't <laughs> you go like downstairs? Your kid. Get in line. It's too inappropriate <laughs> for him, Blandy. What do you want? Wow, he just, he ripped into him. Wow, he hates him yeah, so he's... much that he was angry with every three that Fournier was hitting against the Celtics. And Which he's going to hold a record. What's the record? Shame, shame on him. What's the shame record? For what? For four threes, maybe? What is he, 10 for 14, I think? Did he set three? a record that I don't know about? He tied a Knicks franchise record for most threes in a game. Okay. Okay, so maybe that's what of he's doing. J.R. Smith. But two of his threes that were not, two of his shots were, his foot were on the line. So, I mean, he was basically like 12 for 16 if right. his feet weren't on the line. I just, I can't believe Trey did that. Well, Evan Fournier doesn't deserve to get that kind of heat tonight. Don't ever take sides with anyone. For at least family again. Oh, for at least one night. I think we're gonna have to avoid saying anything bad about him. Jay, I know you tweeted something bad about him. We're gonna try and avoid it. All right. Let's just yeah, live. which is funny because you came to his defense and well, you're the one that rips on him every every time we do this. Well, because uh, what, every other time we've done it, he's sucked before. I mean, we can't come <laughs> on ripping him. And then you had Julius Randle. Right, Julius Randle, who was key in that third quarter, and I don't know what happened to Julius, but all of a sudden, and he's been, he did this the last game too. He's not settling for three pointers. He's driving the lane with force and with power and conviction, and he did that against the Celtics, like he was possessed. He was getting into the lane with and ones. Just a powerful, powerful game by him, and he was pumped up, screaming at the crowd. I think he was saying, like, did he, wasn't he talking shit to the crowd? Like, what you you going to say now? He was saying shit like that. He was, thumbs down. Is that just because they were getting on him a little bit in the first half? They were down by like 25 points. What does he, what does he want the crowd to do? I don't know what he fucking expects. I'll be honest. I loved, I loved what he did. But of course that irked me quite a bit that he would seem to be, Angry with the fans, like, like, shut the fuck up now, kind of, he was saying. And someone asked him about the thumbs down, and he said, it's they the asked him, what did you did. mean with the thumbs down? He said, I mean, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So you want us all to shut the fuck up? When you're playing, like, absolute dog shit, we're not allowed to say anything. Well, that's always been the, the back and forth argument, right? Between the players and the fans, no matter what sport it is, right? Yeah, the whole thing between the Mets and their fans. It's the same type of thing. You know, some players feel like, look, you're in the building. You got to support us, you know, no that's matter bullshit. what. Right? But, you know, the fans pay the money. They're in the building. And they're going to let you know. They're going to let you hear it if you suck. Yeah, well, I thought I thought so, someone asked him a couple days ago about... about uh, People get fans getting on him. He says he doesn't listen to any of that shit. Tonight he was right. listening. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, sounds like he. It looks like he listens to it. But he was. Listen, if he wants to take it out on us every game and play that way, I'll take it. His strength is one of his is his biggest strength, right? And when he plays to that, and he plays bully ball, and he gets through the lane, he drives hard, takes the contact, gets himself to the line. Because most of the time he'll finish through that contact. I mean, he laid a bunch of guys on their ass in this game, and he wasn't called for an offensive foul. He's got to keep doing that. Yeah, when we've been talking about the how he seems to have no energy at the end of these games, he looks like he's about to collapse. All right, 
tonight he was getting fouled and they were ca- they were calling it and he was going to lane. He was jumping up, running to the free throw line. He was bouncing around, had a ton of fucking energy. This is the Julius Randle that you need to see. You need to see that anger and and conviction and the way he was getting into the lane every night. He was playing with odd force. Seeing, it's odd seeing two games like that back to back after coming out of protocols. You know what I mean? It's he, like you wouldn't th- you would think it would take him a couple of games to get his legs back under him. I mean, look at Nerlens. They still haven't put him in there just because his conditioning is is shot from being you know, from having COVID. But I mean, he's played like seventy six minutes or so in the last two games combined. Like they they have not eased him back in at all. He's just going full bore. Yeah, but we were talking yeah. the other day. Like he was Barry said he was asymptomatic. He was only out for two games. They they only have to quarantine right now for five or six days or whatever it is. It's much different than the other guys, so he really didn't miss that much time. And you know he he almost didn't have a he almost had a really bad game tonight. Yeah, well <laughs> he, at least he had the wherewithal. He was missing shots early. It wasn't yeah. like the game against Indiana that he didn't they were falling well. for him. He didn't shoot well, so he knew he had to get in the paint, and that was the only way it was going to work. Look, he's going to be held to a higher standard. We know this. A lot of guys, you can say, all right, they didn't have a good shooting night. But they made the right decisions. They, you know, took what was there. No, if you're a number one option on a team, and unfortunately he's our number one, and you're getting paid the money that you're getting paid, you are going to be held to a higher standard where you have to make your shots. It's not good enough if you were open and you took the shot and it was the right shot to take, but you missed. No, your shots have to go in. That's what we're paying you for. You know, if you're only taking eight shots a game and you miss a lot of them, it's not a big deal. But when you're taking between 20 and 25 shots a game, in most cases, you better make sure those shots are going in. Yeah, and I hate Whatever to say you it, to but do you're, to do it. you're playing in fucking New York. When you're not playing well, you're going to hear it from us. You're going to hear it from the fans. And it's not the greatest fucking thing to be telling us to shut the fuck up or what are you going to say now or sit down or whatever you were saying <laughs> when the whole garden is going crazy about you. You just hope that this doesn't take over like the media tomorrow and this isn't the biggest story of the night because the two biggest stories should be 40, eh? And it should be RJ's game-winning game-winning shot. And this might overshadow that. They could because we've seen that happen before. But RJ's, let's talk about RJ because it's hard to overshadow this. All right, he struggled. He had a great game against Indiana. The two of them... He had 32 points against Indiana. Randall had 30. It was the first game they, right, Barry, they scored 30 points each since they've been here in a game. RJ was having an awful game, offensively, at least in this game. Three for 14, missed six assists, which is good. Are you talking about up until that last shot? Three up until 14? that last shot. Yeah, up until that he last shot, he I mean- was three for 14. He got better in the second half. The first half, he was awful. He got better yeah. down the stretch of the game. Well, three for 14, he missed that free throw, which would have put them up four. And everyone's been saying this for a long time out. RJ, he, no matter how much he's struggling, it doesn't really affect him. He'll still take a big shot. It's like it, he's, he doesn't think about that. You know, It's not like Julius where things seem to affect him. The crowd would never affect RJ. He's just focused and zeroed in on the game. And he had no problem taking that last shot. It wasn't a thing of beauty, all right? (laughs) But Tatum was all over him, and he was able to get the angle and bank in a three to win it with with the score tied. Apparently, it's a a go-to play that Thibodeau's written up, that they've practiced. You don't think that was a breakdown? Like, you think it was designed that way? Yeah, I would have sworn yeah. like they would have designed the play for Fournier just because he had the hot hand. I mean, no, no, it was definitely for him, and they actually ran that same play um, at the end of an, another game, not 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 too long ago. It just and, seems um, like an odd. I mean, clearly it worked, but it just seemed like an odd because choice of the night that he was it, having. But I guess yeah, they thought that was the best. Yeah, and how Fournier couldn't miss. Yeah. Um, I was expecting and, and, the ball to go to Fournier. It's cool. Three Knicks players tweeted about RJ like right after the game. Uh, Deuce McBride said he works on that. Emmanuel quickly just wrote, Rowan Alexander Barrett, exclamation point. Evan Fournier tweeted out, what a shot by RJ. Great win at home tonight. And there's that photo that came out with the whole team, you know, mugging him. And just everyone's so excited for him. Randall, even that new fucking Nick, Ryan, whatever his name is, who looks like Steve Nash out there. Was right in the middle of it. Yeah. (laughs) 
What's his name? I don't know. Something with an A and an Ando and I, something with an A and a lot of other letters. Yeah, he's yeah. a what a, he's a dude. <laughs> but what a fucking night! Emmanuel quickly had a big game for us. Right, it was huge in the comeback. Sixteen points plus nine on the game. Six for twelve. It's funny. After the first half, I was looking at the starters and the bench minutes, and the bench got like no time. And I started thinking like, oh, here we go, with Thibodeau again. He's like the only guys getting time are the veterans. He's barely playing the bench. And then there, Emmanuel quickly was playing huge minutes in the second half. The only two guys off the bench that got significant minutes were Taj Gibson and Emmanuel quickly. 25 minutes for quick. He's gotta, I mean, Thibodeau has to start playing him more than he plays him. Oh, I mean, like the, what, 25 minutes tonight? Yeah, but because, but Thibodeau has to play him even when he's not having his greatest game. Because he, because you never know when he's going to get hot. You never know. You got to let him heat up. You got to keep him in there. He has such a great effect on the game. And we don't have that many other good options at point guard. You can't pull him out because he did nothing in the first half. Or you can't... He can light it up at any moment. He can change the whole game. He's one of those players you my, just have um, to play, I think. My my wife decided tonight that he is her favorite Nick. Nice. Yeah. I was like, really? Based on what? She just said she... She really likes him. He's got a good energy about him. Yeah. I thought it was weird. I was like, I didn't even realize she knew who any so of the she was watching the, the game? Were. She was watching the yeah, game? Yeah, we were all watching. It had to be miserable for a while. Um, Did they stay yes. through all that? It was It was not good. They stayed through all good. that? Uh, yeah, actually. There's nothing else going on. So we've got a snow day. Everybody's staying up late. I, I mean... Yeah. I was this close to getting an Obi Toppin jersey. All right, and now I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know if I want. <laughs> I got nine minutes. How do you go from giving like him forty-five minutes getting to giving no him like time. not even twenty? No time. He he he, only, he doesn't even have like twenty minutes combined in the last two games. What's going on? I went to Dick's to look for jerseys, and there's like the only jerseys that are there are basically R.J. Kemba and Randall. And this was like a week ago. I would never consider getting a Julius Randle jersey the way he's playing this year. Never. But if he keeps playing, if he plays like this, if this is a turning point, he's back in my heart, guys. Really? How could he not be? This is the right, Julius a, tonight. A I don't care how much Trey. he hates all of us. This is what you want to see. I think we do need a Fournier for Trey. <laughs> That'd be great. You'd love that. You guys want to listen to some voicemails? Sure. Craig, Barry, oh. Jay, Derek from Scotland here. How's it going? Uh, just calling in after the Indiana game to say I will continue to fangirl over RJ for the foreseeable future. I love the way he plays when he's playing well. He's only in his third year and it's no surprise he's been up and down this season considering how the rest of the team have been. Speaking of, I may or may not have referred to Randall as a huffy bag of shite before his COVID absence, so it was great to see him play so well against the Pacers. That doesn't mean he wasn't a complete fud before that, so hopefully we get a better version of him going forward. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on what you think of RJ going forward. Do you see him as a key piece of a successful Nick team in a few years' time? Uh, and finally, Blandy was absolutely right, not for a change of course, when he tweeted out about Rose being a massive loss for the team. All the best to the new year, boys. So before we talk about that voicemail, uh, I feel bad I didn't play Derek's voicemail from last week. And he, he does kind happy. of reference it here. He was not happy. He does reference it here because he does say something not so nice about Julius. So play play voicemail no, number two. Number two. Craig, Barry, Jay, Derek from Scotland here. How's it going, boys? I stayed up to three o'clock in the morning for that pish. And now I'm being dragged out of bed by my wife to wrap Christmas presents and I am feeling far from festive. Last night, the Kemba Walker stuff was fun. But I feel like until Randall stops playing like a big huffy bag of shite, it's going to continue to be a hard next life. But more importantly, since when did you guys start listening to your wives? The intro music is sacrosanct, untouchable. <laughs> Absolutely under no circumstances should you be thinking about changing it. Anyway, the Knicks are definitely socks right now. Fuck too young and Merry Christmas. All the best, boys. So if, so if Derek was fangirling about RJ... Like Blandy fangirls over Derek before. <laughs> 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 I 
what is he doing now? I mean, we don't have any voicemails from Derek yet. That had to be the greatest night of Derek's life, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes Derek Indeed. waits till the next day to watch because the games are on. You think so that's late just, you think you think he's sleeping? He slept through that. Yeah, no. I think he went dark. Yeah. Oh no! I didn't see any tweets. Yeah. I what? You'll Get see the tweets here. come out tomorrow. He does it all the time. Like I'm just catching up on everything. Yeah, you'll see that he he didn't watch it. Can this be a turning point for the Knicks? I know we've said this before. But there's no two, there's no Could key be. players like RJ and Julius, and they had 62 against Indiana, and then RJ RJ did not have a great game, but he had the game winning shot, and Julius woke up in this game. Can this be something to build on? Can it be? Yeah. Yes. Are we 19 and 20 now? Are we 19 and 20? Yeah, and we just because last year we were 19 and 19, Boston, and we're, we played we're exactly again where on we were last night. year. Yep. And the thing is, like, we've had some wins. You know, we had a win against Indiana. We had, you know, wins against Detroit and those teams. This was the first win against a good team. Now, I know they had the same record as us, but they were a healthy team. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they had all their guys. Robert Williams, they they weren't missing anybody. Yep. They were strong. They were the best team we played in a long time, and we beat them. And I don't care how we got there in the end, we beat them. All right? And we got a chance to do it again on Saturday night. So, yes, this could certainly be a turning point in this season for this team. I mean, the energy and the the, the, the feel-good win of this particular night, that could do wonders for a you, team. You just, I just hope that the the crappy games from earlier in the year, like the two losses to the Magic and stuff, I hope that doesn't bite us in the ass at the end of the year. You know, Because even if you turn things around and you play better than you were, you hope that those you know three, four, five games against shitty teams that they lost to don't don't end up costing us, you know, a, a spot or something. Well, you want more games like this, right? And then right. in another month, well, month and a half, when Derrick Rose comes back, and who knows, you know, we don't you, know you what don't direction this team's going to go. You don't want a game, though, where you go down by 25, though, and have to win on a, a three at the buzzer. You don't, you don't right. want that. You want more consistency. Sure. Um, I was listening to, um, to they had Jeff Van Gundy was on with Michael K earlier today, and he said that he thought the Knicks would be lucky to even make the playoff game the way that they've been playing. I mean the playoff tournament. The yeah, I mean I, 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 heard, I thought it was a little excessive. I heard him but. talking about the Knicks the other week, and he was just saying that we are awful, just an awful team. He that's, he, he had nothing rough, else to say about it. He said a rough we were game. just horrible. I mean, yes, the the comeback was great, but I mean, up until that, it was just it was just an, another shitty game. Yeah, but I will say this: I mean, the score was a little bit unrepresentative, I think, of how the Knicks were playing. Because well, the Celtics Boston weren't was, missing anything. Exactly. And there were there were a lot of possessions where the Knicks actually played good defense, and yet the Celtics were just knocking down their they, threes, they shot everything. after shot after shot. Yeah. So, I mean, they got a ton of their points that way. So, you know, I know the Knicks got down 25, and they were down, you know, around 20 points most of this game. But I think, uh, yeah, it was only because, Celt you know, the Celtics were hitting an obscene amount of shots that they normally wouldn't hit. But also, it took... A player on our team who does nothing, any That's other true. game, he had zero points. Zero points against Indiana. Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. Yes, he might have. He had some assists or rebounds, but he had zero. No, he did points. not. Against he didn't Indiana, have zero. Was a, he was no. He, he didn't have open? zero across the board. No, it's not true. Oh, am I thinking of two games ago? There was a game that he had all zeros. I I I, I think you might Blandy? just be mistaken. Go back to Indiana. I mean, I, I, guarantee, I remember looking at the Indiana game log for him. And if it wasn't the Indiana, then it was the game before that. Um, against Indiana, he had one steal, two assists, one rebound. All right. The they game before the game that, before against that. Toronto, he had 20 points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, zero steals. So I don't know if you're thinking about that, but he had 20 oh, points. Oh, maybe I'm mixing that up. But well, I was going to say, he it took 41 points from Evan Fournier to help us just eke out this win against the, fifth, to carry place, the, team on his back. the fifth place Boston Celtics. He carried the team on his back tonight. Like right. a fucking so, big So we only, we, like lately we've only been winning games. It feels like when people, when someone has like a, a career season night, Kemba's 44, right. <laughs> RJ's 32, uh, Fournier's 41. We're not winning games because it's like a team effort. 
and it's our system or it's the defense. We're winning games because someone played out of their fucking mind. Right. Is that not, not, a, not a recipe for success? Is that not a success. concern? <laughs> it a takes concern. someone playing fucking out of the, this world to win a game? Every single night? And to come night? back from a 25-point deficit or whatever it was. I mean... No, it's not a good sign. You want a solid game from beginning to end. How many games have there been, honestly, this year where we've played a solid game from beginning to end? There's been there's been very, very few. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could count it on one hand. And we got off to a fast start a this problem. season because we were shooting lights out from three. We were like the top three point shooting in the league at the beginning of the season. And we started off great. And since then we've I don't know what it is what our record is since then, but the last time I checked, we were like you won like you were like twelve and seventeen, twelve and eighteen, or something since that point. Well, we started five and one, so now we're fourteen and nineteen since then. I mean, the only way we're going to be good again is if we get consistent play from Julius and one or two other guys every single game. We can't be this one guy every night. It's got to change. Plenty. Hit voicemail number three. Okay, okay. Another thing about the intro. All right, I think. We need to keep the intro as is Brandon. until we get better. Until we get better, we become a 48-plus, uh, 50-win 50, 50 team, then we can switch it up. I think that'd be all right. As for uh, you know, me listening to the pod about halfway through, Blandy, i got to tell you something, man. Listen, no. can you stop baiting Craig and Barry to respond in a certain way so you can just play your drop? <laughs> Just, just be organic, man. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just you know, like, uh, you know, is that it? Is that all you got? And then you play the drop. It's a date. Come on, man. Just, <laughs> damn. Just show some class. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys had a wonderful new year. I'm at my in-laws. I'm having a hard time. And, uh, we fucking suck, man. We suck. We just lost Julius. Hopefully it gets better. <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. I'm outside in the car talking to you pricks. You guys make my day. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year, Brandon. Yeah, Happy New Year. Julius was out for such a short period of time that, that, that Brandon got this voicemail in saying that we just lost Julius. And before and our next playing, podcast, he's already, been he's back already fucking games. back. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's how short Julius was out. All right, Blandy. And now it's time for everyone's favorite. And there's some there's a lot of Ralph this week, and he <laughs> he called during this game against the Celtics, and is so fucking good. We got and this is his his what? I just want you guys to by, be what? This is presented by who? Nobody this week. I'm sorry, Ralph. We're looking the for sponsor a new sponsor pulled out? for for you. They pulled out. Wow. They felt that Ralph was outshining their diamonds. All right. Really? <laughs> they don't want to be outshine there. It's a fucking diamond company. Pulling out is not Oh, we a need a new idea. sponsor for, for Ralph. But I'm telling you guys, this is good. His wife gets involved. Oh. There's meow. there's meows, there's talking, there's back and <laughs> forths. It's like wait. a sexual thing. You gotta check this thing out. <laughs> Jay, hit it. All right, it's Dicks versus Thunder. Let's get ready to rumble. All right, Obi and McBride starting. This is going to be an exciting game, no matter what the outcome. Well, 2021 ended in a dud. Knicks lose to the Thunder. Dang, I hope next year is better. Happy <laughs> New Year, guys. Knicks versus Raptors. It's going to be a tough one. Here watching with my wife, Janie. Say hello, Janie. Hello, Janie. Hello. <laughs> Sudden defensive stopper RJ is turning out to be, huh? My God, it's being bullied. Well, Knicks lost as expected. Happy fucking New Year. Now. <laughs> okay. RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. Knicks win. Woo! They beat the shorthanded Pacers. It wasn't pretty, it wasn't fun, but we got her done. Knicks versus Celtics, January 6th. It's going to be a dog fight. <laughs> Shit, hell, fuck. Is it too early to talk about the draft? Did he just say <laughs> shithell fuck? Yeah. 
Talking that was my wife. Well, there's hope. <laughs> Sinister laugh. Dex, come back and win! I can't believe it! My goodness, I cannot believe they won. Oh, Whoa. Wow. This was like a whole next season of one game. God bless. Wow. I gotta make shit hell fuck a drop. That's gotta be a thing. Shit, shit hell, hell fuck. fuck. Happy fucking I like, New Year. Yeah, I like we got a Merry fucking Christmas because he was so excited and happy they won, but a happy fucking New Year because he was all depressed that they lost. We're going to have to start calling this the Ralph and Janie segment. Y'all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing the crumb cake game. Hit that sexy music, Blandy. Blandy, listen, just like RJ and Julius, and in honor of the Knicks' 25-point comeback against the Celtics, I want you to make a little comeback tonight. Oh. All right, Blandy. This is your... You say you want me to come or you want me to make a comeback? I want you to just do whatever you want to do. All right? Just make it count. This could be your last opportunity. Or, Or think about Evan Fournier when you're doing this. He was down and out. Now he's back. King of New York. Show us what you got. Clarkson Avenue uh, Crumb Cake Company is a family-owned business. No, I'm not doing that (laughs) stupid bullshit. Get out of here. I'm going to talk about the goddamn January Crumb Cake of the Month, okay? Which is the, the, the new year. Uh, Happy New Year, Crumb Cake, which is lemon, okay? Um, it's got real lemon zest. It's got a mountain of plump graham cracker crumbs. Now, I've tasted this one. I did end up getting some of this. My wife let me, uh, she let me have a little piece. Just a little piece she let me have. Um, she usually doesn't let him have a little piece, Craig. No, she, she usually doesn't only on, only on his birthday that she let him have a little <laughs> only piece. Only on special days. Would you, when you and your wife were sharing this lemon, what was it called again? The New Year's crumb cake? It's called the Happy New Year crumb cake. When you and your wife were sharing this, did you have to, like, get permission to introduce a third person into the relationship (laughs) for this little threesome, or? Um, no, I just went for it. Did you pay both of them equal attention, or you just focused, was she jealous? I focused a lot on the crumb cake. That's probably why I've been sleeping on the couch since then. (laughs) Did she look at you like... You could see she was jealous and she wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. She knew right away by the look in my eyes that she had lost me. She knew. (laughs) You know. But that's that's what happens when a crumb cake tastes this goddamn good. He's back, Barry. The plum graham cracker crumbs. Okay. The cream cheese frosting. The lemon flavor. I mean, it was... Spectacular! I, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. It 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 made me audibly moan. Did it do that? Did it explode in your mouth? No, I'm not even gonna go with that. No, you're not even gonna, not gonna go gonna... there. All right. By the way, though, I will say that their description is what says that it explodes with flavor. So I know you mock me for for using that all the time, but that's their description. <laughs> all right, so, guys. You know, Barry right. reads their their ad copy, and it's great radio, but. You know, I use the word explode from the, and it's it's a problem. All right. Well, you did a great job today. Thanks. From holiday gift boxes to the world famous Crumbkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription you get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAveCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. All right. So here we go. Uh, we start off with uh, COVID. As uh, usual, there are about 61 players in health and safety protocols right now. Uh, Miami, not Miami, Milwaukee coach uh, Mike Budenholzer is in there. He's now the 12th different NBA coach to be in health and safety protocols um, this year. There aren't a lot of big-time players that are are shut down right now, but I do want to say, I don't know if you saw this, today Rudy Gobert was put into health and safety protocols 
by the by the jazz. And if you remember, it was yeah. Rudy Gobert that basically set everything in motion and the entire country essentially shut down after Rudy Gobert was was diagnosed with COVID on uh, all the way back, what was it, March 11th or 12th or whatever, 2020. Patient so zero, Rudy, no? Is that what Rudy Gobert, it? yeah, he, he really was. NBA, I mean, it, that yeah. that's essentially once the NBA said, all right, we're shutting down, everything just went right after that. Uh, so he now has it for a second a second time. Um, Did you hear that? And there was that... There's that hear? whole incident where he like coughed on the yeah, on the yeah. microphone and yeah, was touching, touching everything because he thought it was so funny, and then it turned out he was he was positive. Yeah. Did you hear that Mitch said that he didn't actually didn't have it or something? Yeah. yeah there were just some inconclusive tests. That's why he was yeah. back so quick too. Because he was like pissed off that he was in quarantine because he was like, all I do is go to the gym and play Fortnite. There's no way I have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mitch. So uh, so Rudy has COVID again. Uh, and then the only other really big COVID thing is is Kyrie came back uh, last night for ah, the Nets. Yeah. Um, twenty two <laughs> points in thirty two minutes. I know, Craig, you weren't so happy about that. Um, I've got some audio. Let me just play. That. And then he takes two games off, I think, and then comes back again because he, yeah, he's out. He's yeah. out tomorrow against Milwaukee because they're back home. Where is it? Uh, here we go. How did, uh... How did it feel to be back up? Uh, there's a lot of gratitude just to you know, be present tonight with everyone, you know, and just go out there and have, have fun doing what we love to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the soundbite you pulled from him? Yeah. Just him talking about what else? Uh, you were what? scrambling for a Kyrie sh- I just wanted to have a Guys, bite. can we wait? That's can it? we wait? Can we wait before <laughs> we start? I got to get I this Kyrie so audio. I didn't, I didn't ask you to wait. Don't don't lie no, but I was to like, our viewers. Re- I was like, really? We need a Kyrie soundbite? I was like, make sure it's... Is it him sounding like an idiot? Because then that would be cool for this no, show. I just wanted... You know, they asked and him that was it was like it? back out on the court. That was the soundbite? I didn't sell it as some great thing. You guys, you guys are ridiculous. No, but why even pull that? He's punching up his uh, his new segment. All right. I'm not going to kill yeah, him. Yeah, it's from the guy who was always like, more, you know, every once in a while you should have some actual audio for the news. <laughs> who said that? I can't that? make you happy, Me? Craig. Yeah. I can't make you happy. Nah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I just mean, I heard sound after that game and it was better than that. So maybe you just picked the first thing that came up. There was some sound about him being nervous before he played. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. No, you don't. Um... All right, so back, yeah. So, so twenty-two just, points in thirty-two minutes. Like just go like this. Uh, originally, they were going to. They said like he probably wouldn't play less than thirty, but I guess the game dictated. You know, they weren't expecting to to have their ass handed to them, uh, like they were by the Pacers going into the fourth quarter. So he ended up playing thirty-two minutes. But yeah, he is allowed to practice with them now, though, in Brooklyn. You know is. that they were able to get that changed. Okay. Yeah, they were able to get the. The designation for the for the training facility changed, so he is able to practice with them. He he just can't play. I mean, it still doesn't make any sense that non-vaccinated people can come, players can come in and play in the city, and and he can't play. It just doesn't make any sense. But right. um, agreed. Uh, things aren't going to change anytime soon. I mean, clearly it's not getting any better. And Eric Adams has said they're not changing the rule. Uh, so whatever, they're going to have to just deal with him being a part-time player, which. Which makes you wonder: Does it behoove them to end up in a spot where they don't end up with uh, home fo- uh, court advantage uh, going into the playoffs? Because then you only get them for three games rather than four if you if you end up on the road or something. But then again, you don't want to do that because who knows what the rules will be by the time we get to June. So it's going to be it is uh, what it but- is at that point, dude. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the guy knows he could play every game if he just got the, the fucking vaccination. So we said that Fournier tied the Knicks record with the 10 threes tonight. Kelly uh, Oubre actually uh, hit eight threes last night in the fourth quarter alone wow. uh, in his game, which was one off the, the NBA record that Clay Thompson had set. Clay Thompson also, by the way, is, is ready to come back, which doesn't bode well for the for the league. Considering that the Warriors are twenty nine and seven with without him, he hasn't played in like two years, right, Clay Thompson? Yeah, it's been right. a long time. Listen, man, whatever um, it takes, whatever it takes to to decrease the Nets' chances of winning a championship, <laughs> I'm all for. So that's just one more injuries, power team to 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 go up against them. 
Uh, Zion is continuing to rehab his foot. He's doing it away from the team, though, although under the supervision of team medical personnel. What are the odds that he doesn't play a minute this season? What do you think? The I think odds? they're pretty high. I don't think he plays at all. I mean, it's, wow. you're right. probably right. It's probably close to 50-50 at right. this point. I mean, with all that weight and his foot still hasn't healed and there was a setback, I bet you he it's doesn't nuts. play. It's nuts. Yeah. Zion, he's he's um, he's got these issues, and here we got RJ, the third pick in the draft, his Duke teammate, doing what thing, he did tonight. Like, you know, what did he average? Twenty seven and like eleven last year, but he's never on the court. He'll never, he's never he'll never court. pan out. Never. Um, Celtics Hall of Famer and ten time NBA champion Sam Jones died the other day at the age of eighty eight. Becky Hammond at the end of the year, whose name has been floated as the possible first female head coach in the NBA is actually taking a job as the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA. Apparently she's becoming the coach NGM and uh, she's becoming the highest paid coach in the history of the WNBA. And what does the again, highest paid coach in the WNBA make? Um, I went looking for it. I didn't, I couldn't find an exact number, but I also went looking at a couple of places and didn't find it. And then I just really didn't care. So I didn't keep looking. <laughs> it's such a, you know, it's such a, um, just being honest. kind of a depressing story. You know, when I heard that she got hired for that job. Why? Cause it, he was, she just seemed on the verge of making history in the NBA. She still right. could. She could. It's possible. I mean, maybe she shows her coaching acumen for a season or two and then somebody, you know, somebody goes for it. Yeah. Know, that's they, entirely they possible. Job. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it hurts her. She could always jump at any point in time. So Maybe she feels she needs to prove that uh, before she gets a head coaching job in the NBA. Uh, and then last thing, the Rockets suspended Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood for a game earlier in the week uh, after their behavior during their loss last Saturday to uh, the the Nuggets. I guess they they were both called out during halftime in the locker room. Um Porter ended up having a heated exchange, I believe, with was it with John John Lucas, the the assistant coach, and Christian, and then ended up leaving the arena actually. And Christian Wood was benched for the entirety of the the second half. Uh, and Kevin Porter Jr., if you remember, the the Cavs traded him last year to the Rockets after he had some like ridiculous outburst after they moved his locker or something. So this is a guy who's had you know anger issues and stuff like this. In the past, did you hear this? Did you see all the drama about Kevin Porter Jr. in this this call from a game? Yeah, about him against and his dad? the against the uh, Wizards. Did you hear yeah. that, Barry? I'm doing what Jay does. No. Usually. Yeah, Barry. Did you hear that? Did you? Did you? But did it was that guy fired? No, because what it was was this, this guy. Can you hear it? And, uh, you gotta give credit. I can hear it, but not well. Kevin Porter Jr., I guess, hit a game-winning basket, and the guy said... He pulled the trigger just like his dad. But he mistakenly thought that Kevin Porter Jr. was the son of Kevin Porter, who used to play in the NBA and like led the league in assists like four or five times. But Kevin Porter Jr.'s father, whose name was Kevin Porter, was not the same Kevin Porter. He's a guy who actually served like four years in prison for shooting a kid. And so oh, I guess the guy got didn't realize and hadn't done his homework. And so pulling the trigger and he just ended up saying it in such a way that, and then LeBron got all over him. LeBron's the one who really made an issue out of it. And it was really um, just like an honest mistake. The guy says it was, I mean, Kevin that? Porter was an NBA, Kevin Porter was an NBA player. And it, it looks like it was just an unfortunate use of a, of, of a word saying he pulled the trigger yeah, like it would father. be shocking that someone would fucking be that stupid. Right. You wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't think he'd make reference to his dad killing a kid. Right. So. But, uh, yeah. So that's the way the basketball bounces. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us at 516-33-MESH-1. Remember to bring in those voicemails, man, whether it's questions, comments, excitement, despair, 
any of it and all of it. Remind us why it's a hard Knicks life. Yeah, or you want to tell us about how much you hate Evan Fournier, no matter how many points he scores? Or that a lot you want to sign him? A lot of hatred you, you in wanna... some young fans' hearts. Gary. The good thing is that we play Boston again on Saturday night, so, you know. I think I saw right. he's averaging 35 points a game against against Boston in the, the three games. I'm telling you, you have to bet well, on yeah, 32, that. 32, 32, Got to bet on Evan Fournier. Go to betonline.ag and see if you can. Can you bet on guys scoring over a certain number of points, Barry? On uh, some applications, yes. On some applications. And on Saturday, hey, well, I guess we shouldn't mention the others, but in New York State, you could bet uh, pretty much anywhere now, starting on Saturday. That starts yeah. on Saturday? Wow. It's crazy. Remember, go check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description of this show. Subscribe. Barry, what's the upcoming schedule? Upcoming schedule is, as you said, the completion of our back-to-back against Boston on Saturday night in Boston. Then on Monday, January 10th, against San Antonio back at the Garden. And then Wednesday night, where yours truly will be in attendance with my son, Trey, against the (laughs) Dallas Mavericks. What will you do if he starts booing Evan Fournier? I don't know. Will you tell him to sit his ass down and shut up? What will you? What will you yeah, do? of course. Of How course. Even seats, if you don't like you a player, you want them to succeed. If he's on your team, I'm. I'm I guess I'm. I'm not teaching him the right way there. How shut could I? Hell, funny guy in- how could I ask if Barry has good seats? He doesn't sit anywhere but in great seats. How he's close a, are he's you? He's a seat snob. He's a seat snob. Yeah. How close are you? One. Um, I'm in the lower bowl. Where? What are you? What are you? Second row? No, 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 not not <laughs> these seats. Free no. food? No, 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 not not this game. <laughs> so where exactly? I'm. I don't know. I'm like uh, one sixteen or one seventeen. It's like row sixteen or something. All right, remember to, to uh, give us some good reviews, some ratings. We need some. We're desperate for some. We do, I asked for some for the fucking for the holiday. No one gave us any holiday reviews. Yeah, that was sad. Isn't that sad? I thought for sure we'd get, we'd Come get on. some that, please. What do we have to do? Whenever I really beg, we get some. I don't want to stoop that low yet. <laughs> I don't want to. All right, guys, until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. It's a hard niche life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.